Welcome to Life on My Terms, a podcast dedicated to helping you become the best version of yourself and take charge of your life. In the podcast, I sit down with experts in health and wellness, all the way to relationship, career, and life advice. My goal for each episode is to empower you to be your best self, become 1% better every day, and achieve everything you want in this thing called life. You can do this. Now it's time to believe in yourself and build your life on your terms. Let's go. Welcome back to Life on My Terms podcast. I hope everyone is doing so fantastic. It is a new day, new Friday. Um, September is here and we are just cruising through this year. I'm hoping that the fall weather is going to catch up here soon. Um, That would be fantastic. But in other news, um, today I'm super excited to talk to Coach Molly Asplin. Um, She is has a great story of kind of escaping that corporate monotony, working in finance, um, where she was basically waking up every morning thinking there has to be something more. We've all been there before. And she just realized that um, while looking for a a solution, she started working on herself, her nutrition, her fitness, and daily personal development. She found that these daily habits created productivity, energy, and opened her eyes to a future career. And so she decided that while she was making this transition away from corporate fitness into this new world of being a coach, she surrounded herself with others who were growing. And in doing so, she sensed um, a large need to mentor other overachieving females who wanted the same things as she did to feel healthier, happier, and live life with more meaning and purpose. And so today she leads a team of over 1,200 coaches, helping other women find more fulfillment in life. She's a firm believer in helping women create options for their families, financial flexibility, location flexibility, and time flexibility so that they wake up every morning feeling peace, excitement, and purpose. When she's not helping high-achieving women, she finds joy in fitness, reading, running outside, hiking, and spending time with her family at the lake. And Molly lives with her husband, Steve, and their three young kiddos in Minneapolis, Minnesota. Molly's here today to summarize this podcast episode to teach you how to live your life outside of people-pleasing, outside of those societal norms that we get so trapped in thinking that these become the only options for us. And so I hope today's episode will help you shift your perspective and give you that courage if you are feeling like Molly was, like we all have, thinking that there's got to be something more. You know what that probably is, and hopefully this episode will encourage you to ignite that flame and give it a try. But for now, let's jump into the episode. Hi, Molly. How's it going today? Good, Amy. I'm so happy to be here. Thanks for having me. Yes, I am so glad you're here as well. Um, How's the baby doing, the new baby? The the baby is good. So we are, we just had our third babe. And I I was just telling Amy before we pressed record that we're finding our stride. (laughs) He's two months old. So we're just kind of starting to find a little bit of a rhythm and routine. 
That's amazing. So before we get started today, we're talking about a topic that I hear a lot and I work through a lot with clients, which is people pleasing. Um, But I'd just love for you to quickly introduce yourself to the audience. Sure. So I'm Molly Asplin and my story is really around going from an employee, so to speak. I I have a corporate accounting background. And so I spent my first six years in the workforce in corporate America in a very like traditional accounting role, month end, quarter end, that kind of (laughs) high stress finance stuff. And then I moved into um, starting my own health coaching business. And I've been doing that now for eight years. And I started it on the side, like as a parallel to my accounting job, just kind of as a passion project. But then it, you know, started to become more and I started to see just the benefits of entrepreneurship and that it was something that I really cared about and I wanted to amplify. And so here we are today, eight years later. Um, but, and then, yeah, I'm from Minneapolis. I'm married to my husband, Steve, and we have three kiddos, a, a four-year-old, a two-year-old, or she just turned three, a four, three, and a eight-week-old. So <laughs> things are a little crazy at home, but it's it's really fun to have a career that can blend well with motherhood. And that's another thing that I love talking about. And I'm sure we'll talk about some of that today, Amy. That's actually what I was thinking the entire time you were introing. I'm like, could you imagine being back in that finance world, trying to do all of the things and I guess even just be present for some of the big milestones in your kids' lives? Yeah, no, it would, my life would look vastly different. Um, yeah. And I would have, I would have had to have completely different boundaries. Like I often think about if I was still working that role, what would life look like and how would I be feeling every day? And I mean, no doubt it'd be a lot different than what I'm doing today. Yeah. Well, I think that you are the perfect person to talk about this topic. Um, You advocate a lot for moms and we see, you know, people pleasing sort of being something that's very present in with moms as well as like not putting themselves first period. And so I would love for you just to kind of dive into your story. Like what did it look like when you were in that season of people pleasing some of the sacrifices that you sort of ended up giving, you know, robbing yourself and then how you sort of shifted your mindset. Yeah. So I, a lot of mine is rooted from my upbringing and my, my parents. And I had a great childhood, a very happy childhood. Um, But the only roles that I saw around me were very traditional roles, traditional, like nine to five, you know, get good grades in high school, go to college, get a, a good college degree start a job, be very loyal to one company, do that till retirement, rinse and repeat, have a family in there. Great. You know? And so that's all that I had modeled for me. And so when I started to have these feelings of like, I think that there's something different for me, like outside of this, like traditional corporate role and like accounting, it's not really filling my cup. Like I don't want to do this forever. When I started to have those thoughts, I felt a lot of guilt and shame. Um, And a lot of it, like, oh, I don't want to disappoint my parents and I don't want to disappoint my fiance at the time, like Steve, my now husband. I was like, I don't, I don't want to disappoint anyone because everyone had known me as Molly, the accountant. And that was very much my zone of competence. And I had, I had wrapped my identity up in that. And I think that's a really common thing to do. Um, But I also, I started listening to personal development podcasts and reading books and podcasts similar to this that just kind of got me thinking differently. And I did that like every day on my commute to work. 
And what would, what happened is it kind of started rewiring my beliefs on like, you know what success can look different for every person. Like I can define what success looks like for me. And so I, I pivoted into my, my passion project that grew over time. And I started to have a lot more self-awareness on just my story and why I was so rooted in these, like this traditional way of thinking. And I always like to share the story because it kind of wraps it all together. But one of my most proud moments, just like getting out of college was calling my dad and telling him I had gotten the job. Like, dad, I got the job at this great corporation. You know, here's my starting salary. And, you know, he was so proud. I could hear him like smiling through the phone. And he's like, I'm so proud of you, Molly. Right. And that was like one of my I was like, oh, I just like feel so much validation. Like I have set out to do what I was supposed to do here at college. And now I'm going on to this good corporate job. Well, fast forward like six years later, when I had really pivoted, started my own business now, left that said good corporate job. Right. Because I was like taking a chance on my own business that was doing well. And I had to, I was doing some activity that we had to reach out to the people closest to us and ask, what are you um, like most proud of me for? Some, some question like that. So one of the people that I asked was my dad and he said, I'm most proud of you for knowing that you needed a change and leaving your corporate job to do your own thing. And I was like, "Isn't, isn't that cool? Like, isn't that interesting? You're like, we're so wrapped up in what people think about us. And it's like my parents, your, probably your parents, probably your best friends, like they're going to probably encourage you no matter what you do. And, and they might not get it. I don't think my parents got it right away. They were like, OK, it's kind of different. But that doesn't matter. Like if you are rooted in something and you want to go for it, the people who truly love you, they're going to continue to love you. You know, so I hope that kind of yeah. kind of kicks us off on a good note, Amy. I think that that's um, so amazing, actually. And I remember in my own story of like struggling last year through burnout, just thinking my parents would be disappointed. It's this weird thing because they're actually not and they never would be. It's just no. we're feeling this and it's just a weird layer of guilt we're putting on ourselves. But I remember like when I I also have that same moment where I was like, I'm going to get rid of this. And they were like, we just want you to be happy. We right. just want you to be back to yourself, you know, because I was so miserable and they weren't used to seeing me that way. Yeah. And so it's just so interesting, the mindset of how we feel like we're pleasing other people when we might be sort of like our soul might be dying a little bit inside. Totally. And I mean, I'm 35. I'm always like, <laughs> I... I am a grown woman. I can make <laughs> my own decisions. And I just think it's it's interesting how we would get so rooted in the past. And yeah, to your point, Amy, people want us to be happy, just like you want your children, to, you know, your kid to be happy. I want my girls, to, my, my children to be happy. And whatever that means for their future, like that's, that's great. I'm going to be here and I, obviously I'm going to love them. So yeah, I hope I I really do hope that we are as, you know, new generations become parents, we're broadening the perspectives for kids because I remember that too and frankly I started my career as an educator and it was no different back in 2000 and oh gosh, 12 where all of my curriculum had the same doctor, nurse, accountant, um, yeah. manager, right? Like there was only like right. so many things kids could be. 
Mm -hmm. Otherwise you were taking too much risk. Yeah, totally. But now it's like, what's normal? Really? Like what is normal? I I always say traditional and non-traditional, but it's like, what's traditional? What's non-traditional? And I, I think that's a beautiful thing because people are paving their own path and designing their own careers more than ever. And I think it's really cool to see. Yeah. I remember my son who he's actually turning 21. It's a wild, but I remember him coming to me right out of high school with this use case of why he didn't want to go to college. And it was like this, mom, I don't think I'm going to excel in college. There's nothing really I'm interested in. Plus Mm -hmm. I'm going to accrue all this debt that I might never use this degree. And so here's what I'm going to do. And he was really into videography. Sure. And he, he, so he's been working, you know, that to build that as a freelance and freelancer and doing like little certification courses and stuff. And so like, what's, and so it's like a lot of uh, my grandparents and my parents are like, oh, Amy, aren't you going to like force him down this path? And it's just like, yeah. no, yeah, he needs to figure that out for himself. You Good know, for you. Just- Good for you, Amy. I love hearing that story. I love hearing someone who's like walking the walk with a child that age, who's like, doing his own thing. That's awesome. (laughs) And I agree with him. I think college would kind of be a waste of his time and his money right now. Like good for him. That's great. Yeah. But anyway, so I'd love to hear a little bit about what boundaries look like, look like for you. Like how did you figure out the boundaries that you needed sort of in this journey of yours? And like, do you, I, are you one of those like big boundary fans? Like you're telling everybody got to have boundaries for yourself. Talk to me a little bit about boundaries. Yeah, I, I think for sure. I think everyone needs boundaries. I think they're very healthy to have. I think if you don't have them, there will come to a point like a breaking point or a burnout point, like mm-hmm. Amy shares her burnout story a lot. Um, but especially when you're doing work that you really enjoy and it, you are self-employed and it's your own business, you're a high achiever, I think it can get it can get out of control fast. (laughs) And it has for me, I will be super transparent about that. I have had seasons where it's like, okay, where me and my husband have to sit down and be like, okay, like recalibrate how, how do we really want this to look? Um, One thing that has always helped me is setting business hours and communicating them with my spouse. And someday with my, even communicate them with my five-year-old now, like mom has to work until, you know, said time today. And then I can go play, you know? So she, and Please don't come in my office. The more focused I can be, the faster I'm going to get done with this, you know. But with um, my husband, what it has looked like is we really, we just did this last night because it was Sunday night. We like to talk about the week ahead and like, hey, here's what I've got on the calendar. Here's what you've got on the calendar. Here's what the kids have going on. And if I have, you know, a big goal that I'm pushing for or something like that, I'll share that as well. Like, I'm going to have to work late on Tuesday night. You know, I have a call. And then after that, I'm going to need, I want to like, like do some follow-ups from the call. And um, so just really clear line of communication and setting those business hours and then sticking to them. Um, Because if you set working hours and then, you know, you're still (laughs) on your phone at all times and checking messages, it's like, what's the point of doing that? And it's, it's hard. It is hard, especially when these devices can be with us everywhere. Um, the other thing that I do with boundaries is I don't have any notifications on my phone. I, love I have that. them all turned off. Um, I have text messages and that's literally just from family, but social media, email notifications, all of them are turned off. And when I tell coaches that I'm mentoring that they're always like, well, I just feel like I'm going to miss something. And I'm like, no, you're not. 
Because if you see something come up when you're with your kid, then you're distracted and you're like, you're not good for anyone then. Mm -hmm. And so I just really try to look at things when I know I can be intentional about responding to them or, and, you know, being where my feet are and gosh, that's, it's so much easier said than done. But those are some boundaries that I've, I'm work, always working on. Yeah. Do you have any other tech boundaries where maybe you do like a day where you sort of stay off social media or what does that look like for you? Yeah. I implemented both of these tips, um, two years ago, just around tech. And one is I take a silent day on, on social media once a week. And for me, it usually ends up being like Saturday or Sunday. Sometimes it's even during the week. And, but it's not always, um, like, I don't always know, like Saturday is going to be my off day, but I'll kind of look ahead at the week. And sometimes my, I just know, I'm like, I need to take like an inward day. I, I can't, I don't want to show up today, like <laughs> online and I'll do some other things like behind the scenes of tech that like allow my mind to grow and be creative. And so even when you're not on, you can still be growing. And I, I would argue like you have to be off sometimes in order to like get those creative juices flowing again. Um, so yeah, one silent day per week and then one week per year. And um, wow. I heard this from someone and I implemented it last August and I plan to implement it again this August. Um, but I was I was on vacation with my family and I literally did not use social media and it was we didn't have internet actually we were on a cruise mm -hmm. and it was like kind of a blessing because i'm like yeah. i just can't i didn't buy the internet package <laughs> and i am like i turned on my out of office and amy it was so refreshing and i came out of that trip so refreshed and rejuvenated and so i was like i want to do that more often i want to do that again like again this year and maybe maybe even more frequently but Molly, I wrote that one down and I'm going to be doing it. Also, sometimes I like to reminisce on the simpler times. You know, like back, yes. I, I always like to go back and I'm like, what did I used to do when there wasn't social media? And sometimes I'm yes. like, maybe I should just pick up the phone and call someone. Really? <laughs> you know what it I mean? It was crazy, Amy, because I felt like time slowed down. Yes. Because like, my, my phone was like literally like locked in the safe typically most of the week. I did take some pictures and stuff, but... Um, I felt like time slowed down and like, I felt like I was just like, so in the moment it was, it was so, it was so healthy. <laughs> uh, I love that. I'm going to do that too. I'll let you know how it goes. I'm really yes. pumped about it. Um, but I also, back. yeah, mm -hmm. I definitely will report mm -hmm. back. Um, what about over committing? You are a mom of three kiddos and mm -hmm. you also have, um, this beautiful health coaching business where you probably have events and things that you, yeah. so how do you kind of like have the boundaries of like over committing where you do take some time to say like, sorry, I can't do that this time. Yeah. I think this used to be harder for me, but now it's just not, <laughs> it's not hard for me. I just say no, Amy, I say no. And because here's the thing, I know my personality, I know what refuels me, what energizes me. I am an, an introvert. I can be extroverted. I can like, you know, press that button and lay it on, but I am more introverted. That's how I get my energy. And so I know that like, hey, no, we're not going to go out of town this weekend or no, I'm not going to be on said committee anymore. It's not, it's not serving me in this season. And I've found that there's, for me, there's really a select few things that I say yes to, um, especially in this season, but everyone's got busyness in all yeah. seasons, right? Like that yeah. never goes away. 
And so I think just getting really clear on like, is that something that's going to energize me? Yes or no. Is it something that's going to move me forward either in my personal life or my business life? Yes or no. And, you know, sometimes the answer might be yes, but you, you also may need to say no for some season, you know, like in motherhood, when I have small children, I have to say no to some, some stuff and it's not hard sometimes, but that goes back to boundaries and just like knowing, okay, I can't do that in this very season, but maybe in two months time, I can say yes to something like that. So I, I'm always asking myself, does this really make sense? Should I really be doing this? Yes or no. And just pausing, taking that time to reflect. I think you'll get your answer quickly. And I love that you're tapped into the energy. I'm also an introvert. I feel like I have a set amount of coins and I'm cashing the coins out. Right. And so some days I might not have any coins at all. Yes. So I need to take that time to replenish my energy. I think we forget a lot about the energy component that we yeah. actually sometimes are in the negative body battery. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good way to that's a really good way to put it. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Um, okay, so I really, really am so curious. This is one of those topics that you hear all the time. Like, one, what did you feel like, or how did you finally get the courage or confidence to finally say the no to the accounting job? And like mm. the, the moment where you said, I'm going to pivot full time. What was mm. that like for you? I remember the moment and I was sitting with at my corporate job. I always made a point to like network with other specifically females that had gone before me um, just to like learn about future career paths and you know, what, what that could look like. And I remember sitting down with one of my mentors that I looked up to so much. She had kids. She was kind of just like ahead of me in life, obviously ahead of me in the on the corporate ladder. And we sat down at the corporate cafeteria and we were having like coffee and I was asking her some questions. And I said, can I ask you a really honest question? And she said, yeah, of course. And I said, do you think that I can somehow cultivate more passion and excitement for what I'm doing here. Cause I'm really not very happy. Like, I feel like I'm just putting on a smile every day and like rolling my sleeves up and getting the job done, but I'm not feeling genuinely excited or about work. And she looked me straight at the eye and she said straight in the eye. And she said, no, I don't think you can. And she said, I don't think you can force it. She's like, I think there's pieces of any job that you can, you know, find joy with like, find the things that you really like and kind of like really focus on those. But she's like, I don't think that you can force it. I don't think you can cultivate passion for a specific job if you don't genuinely like it. And that conversation, she didn't tell me I should quit. She didn't tell me I should pivot. But just hearing her say that of a woman who had gone before me, you know, for like years ahead of me, I was, I was kind of like, why am I wasting my time doing this? Like, I'm not going to magically start to like this and it's okay for me to pivot. And so that conversation gave me permission in a a very indirect way to say, you know what, I need to find something of my own. And then really my next steps, Amy, instead of looking externally at LinkedIn, you know, job descriptions and, um, you know, trying to continue to network with more people. I was like, I need to go inward and I need to figure out what Molly really wants. And that led me to pivot and create my own career, really, and create my own coaching business instead of just signing up for the next job interview and, you know, getting another job in a different building. Um, And so that was that was really kind of my tipping point. 
What did that little inner critic, did you have moments where it would pop up and tell you, oh my gosh, what are you doing? Or people are going to think you're wild to do this. Like what did that inner critic, how did you silence it? Yeah, I had it a lot. I still have it sometimes. Like, wow, what are people going to think of this? This is so crazy. This is so different. Nobody, no, nobody does things like this. You're leaving a great job. Um, but you know what I do to silence it is I just, I really go to, yeah, but what does Molly really want? And I think when you're really rooted in who you are, and that has taken me years to like work on that, but like, I know what I want. And I, Amy, I know you know what you want. And I think when you do enough work on yourself, you're just like, it, it doesn't really matter. Like other people's approval of me doesn't matter. Like, but what matters is that I approve of me. Like I have to approve of me. Otherwise, what are we even doing in this world? So yeah, that's kind of a deep answer, but that's what I do. I just really try to go inward. Yeah. I, I think that's, I think that is so well said. It's almost like looking at yourself in the mirror and being okay with like who you are, but also are you being true to yourself? And like, I yeah. remember looking at myself feeling like a fraud and an imposter in my own yes. body. That's a terrible feeling. It, it is another great tip that I I'll execute a lot is what would the future, your future version of you tell, like what advice would you give yourself? So I'm 35. Like what would the 45 year old, what would the 45 year old Molly tell Molly today? Mm -hmm. And I know that a lot of times she'd be like, go for it. Like, yeah, like stop, stop worrying about it. Go for it. And so I just kind of like to like counsel myself from a future version of me. <laughs> I don't know. It just kind of helps me get clarity. I love that. Um, one other side note on based on what you said earlier, I just got to thinking, you know, you mentioned earlier that you're, you had your identity largely labeled and wrapped up in this like corporate identity. And I think like labels can be hard. It's like sometimes if you even sit and you want to refresh your Instagram bio, you're like, what words do I put to describe me? And so how do you feel now about that mentality of the past where you were like, oh, my identity is this? I think it, I think I was really externally focused yeah, and I think a, most of the world is, and I was really focused on, well, this is going to look good on paper and this will be a great resume builder. And it's like, you know what, anything can be a great resume builder if you're, if you're like building yourself, you know? And so I just kind of like took away those quote unquote societal norms of like what job title sounds better. And I was like the job title that's going to be best for me is the one that I'm most aligned with and that my strengths align with. And that helps me grow as a person. And, you know, senior accountant wasn't help, wasn't really serving me. So I, yeah, I think like releasing yourself from the external expectation of the job title or the norm, because yeah. to go back to what we chatted about earlier, like with your son, what's normal. Like yeah. if we can do whatever we want to, like that's the world we're living in and it's really pretty cool. Yeah. The other thing that always uh, strikes me where I've actually had this moment recently where I'm sitting there like I don't feel fulfilled with when people hit my profile, they're going to know who I am. Yes. These, some of these terms do not describe like the human that I'm trying to be. Right. And so it's wild that we get wrapped in like VP of this or, you know, know, entrepreneur. It's like, but who, but who am I? How do I portray yeah. like who I am? Mm -hmm. 
that's why. I know. Yeah, you're so right. <laughs> Labels are just, they're just wild. Anyhow, okay, so I'd love to focus on moms when I ask this question, but like what are specifically some some advice or tips you have if there's a mom who is struggling with people pleasing, um, they're they're trying to tap into their inner selves and they they're, they want to pursue more of what they would love to do for themselves, but they're just stuck in sort of this people pleasing cycle. Yeah, you you gotta you gotta release that. And I think for moms specifically, it's think about your children. Think about your children that are watching you, that are learning from you. There's that quote, most actions are caught, not taught. And so when I need inspo, I literally think of my two young girls and my son now, where I'm like, well, if they just see me living an autopilot life like repeating the same day over and over or like complaining about life or complaining about my work, then that's the expectation that they grow up with. But if they see their mom growing and trying new things and saying, yeah, I'm a little nervous about this, but I'm going to give it a try. Like I'm going to use courage today and I'm going to talk to a lot of people or whatever it might be. They start to think that's the norm, right? Right. They start to like, yeah, we can do hard things. We can be brave um, my my four-year-old the other day, she told me, mom, I was really, really brave. And I was like, yes. like she's Aww, getting it, yeah. you know? And so they, they're they learning, just like your son, Amy, I'm sure has learned so much from you, but I let that be a source of inspiration. And then I think the reason that moms specifically get caught up in just kind of like the same old, or they're scared to make a change, or they're worried about, really worried about what other people are going to think is because they've been on this trajectory of change this is specifically to like the 30 year old mom. They maybe went to college, they got a degree, they started a corporate, they started some job, maybe they changed jobs, they got married, they had kids and it's like change, 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 change. And then after you've had the kids, it's like, okay, now this is it. Like there's no more changes happening besides just raising your kids and seeing them go through the changes. And so I think people really get stuck right there. Like they like plateau. Mm. And that's where you kind of need to like, again, look in the mirror and go, but I want to keep growing. I want to keep growing and learning. I just met, was mentoring a few moms who are starting their own business. And they, the, the, the reason they were all telling me they wanted to start something new was because they wanted to continue to grow and develop themselves. They, they felt very stuck in life and they're like, don't get me wrong. Raising my kids is awesome. But like, what about me? I need to continue to grow too. And I was like, yes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. It shouldn't stop. I always think back to your example, your kids see it stopping. Like, right. yeah, you got to get out there and get after your goals. So I guess what are, what are some of your tips for uh, struggling with the mom guilt then? Because those moms that are maybe thinking about going into entrepreneurship, yeah. they might be guilty now because they're like, oh, well, I used to do X, Y, and Z for the kids. Now dad's going to have to step in. So how do you, how do they yeah. kind of get through that? Well, I always go back to, is it going to make you a better person? And the answer is probably yes, right? Because you're going to be learning and growing and probably a little bit, you get happy doing that. Like you feel more fulfilled. And when I'm more fulfilled in my work and career and challenging myself, I am 110% a better mom. And so I guess I would feel guilty being like mom all day, 24 seven, because that's not that's not the Molly mom that I want to be. You know, when I'm like plugging into myself and growing my business or whatever you might be doing with like the scary thing, I'm so much better in motherhood. 
And so, and yeah, maybe it takes some time away from my kids, but then when I am with my kids, yeah. it's, I'm so much better. Yeah. Oh gosh, I, I know. I think that's so beautifully said. I also think there's something to allowing your kids to have other people in their lives and other yeah. environments and social, you know, experiments and things like that. Like it's important for them, you know? Yeah. I think it's really healthy for them to, you know, be with dad or yeah. if, if you do have childcare or something like that. I think all of that can be really healthy. Yeah. Amazing. Well, I could definitely talk to you forever, but as we wrap up, what is like, if, if there are moms right now listening and they're like, oh gosh, I'm resonating with what Molly is saying. And I'm just struggling so bad in this like monotonous cycle. Like what is the, what is the number one get started today action they need to do? What do they need to do to like change that trajectory for themselves? The next step. I would say one of two things, either talk to someone who's doing what you want to do, because that's such a good way to gain that courage and be like, okay, she have a one-on-one -on -one conversation, book the discovery call, talk to Amy, like talk to me, whoever you need to talk to, but that can really help talk to someone who is doing the things that you would like to be doing, go where you envy. Um, and then secondly, if you already know what you need to do, like start it, right? Like send the email, make the post to social media, click yes, sign up. Like what, like you, you probably, some of you know, right? And it's like, you just need to like stop putting one foot in one foot out and jump. It's so much easier just to jump in the pool than it is to like slowly get in there, right? And so I think a lot of people actually do know what they need to do. It's just go take the action. Yeah. And I think action today is so much harder for folks because again, that people pleasing, what are people going to think? What's at risk? Um, it was so funny the other day, it, it, uh, my mom was like, I don't know how out of all of my kids, why you're the only one that just does you, you put goals on the calendar and you just do them. And I said, mom, I think I'm your only kid that like never has cared what people thought of me. Yeah. Like I just was that kid. I'm like, I didn't That's really, awesome. it didn't bother awesome. me when people would be like, oh my gosh, you're, I don't like your shirt or that's, yeah. that's a silly idea or you can't do that. I'd just be like, oh, well, I'm just going to try. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I'm programmed that way, but it made me yeah. think a lot in my own coaching practice that a lot of the time when folks have been sitting on something for months, it's just something that they're holding them back, like this hypothesis that somebody is going to disapprove. And the truth oh. of the matter is they're trying to like be a fortune teller. They, they don't know what the future or what somebody thinks. So it's actually just such wasted energy. And I'm always like, if I can get more people to just hit go, yes. like that is a success, right? Yeah. And something else, Amy, that I heard is people are so much more caught up in themselves and what they're doing. Like they're, we think, yes. everyone's, we think everyone's worried about us. They're not, <laughs> they're worried about themselves. And even if they say something like, oh, you're going to do that. What? Like they don't really care that much. They are worried about themselves and their own busy life and their own social media posts. <laughs> like, so yeah. just keep going. Yes. Agreed. Yeah. They're hitting their own go. They're hitting yep. their own. Let's start now. Yeah. I think that's a great way to kind of wrap that up. Um, yeah. Well, we always end with the final two. So um, I'd love to ask you, cause I always like to see what guests say. So the first one is what is one thing you used to value that you no longer value today? I would say like a accepted job title. 
Like that's what really comes to my mind. Like some societal norm, job to senior accountant, right? Like VP of accounting, whatever. <laughs> yeah. And I'm so happy you say that, Molly, because there's a lot of people I'm sure listening that I know for a fact have jumped out of that VP executive world to actually take a much simpler career, like even just going to work at a church or they just yeah. want to be fulfilled. And so they often feel like that's not okay. And that people are like, oh, how could you ever do that? So I, I love that you said that because yeah. it's important that we know we're more than just a job title. Totally. Yes. And then what is one piece of advice you would give the younger Molly? I would just tell her to like really create your own path. And if that is a path of like a traditional corporate job or a traditional education path, awesome. But if it's, if it's not, that's okay too. And if it's a videographer and not getting a college <laughs> degree, that's okay too. Like I, I would just really give her permission to step into her own and be herself and know that like, that's actually the best person that you can be for the world is to like be genuinely who you want to be. Uh, I love that. That one sat in my heart and that is the best yeah. way you could. That was so beautiful. Um, where can listeners get connected with you or stay in contact with you? Yeah. So they can go to mollyastlin.com. That's kind of where my, my main website is, but I, I spend a lot of time on Instagram. That's where I kind of show up behind the scenes where Amy sees me. <laughs> um, and that's, um, molly.asplin on Instagram. Okay. Well, Molly, thank you so much for joining me today. It's been such a pleasure and I appreciate all of your wise words of wisdom. Thank you so much for having me, Amy. Take care. Bye. I absolutely love the conversation with Molly. Um, she it's so great when you talk to people who've actually done it. She knew something wasn't right. She knew there was something more for her and she of eventually transitioned her way into it. And I think there's so many of you out there that are sitting in this place where you've got a passion or a purpose that's not being filled and yet you still just stick with the status quo and you don't even explore some of the other options. And so I think Molly can be sort of a model for you to show that yes, it's possible. And not only that, you can have balance in your life. And I love the tips that she gives. So um, I think following Molly on Instagram is a, is a wonderful thing to do as well. She is all about helping moms especially become more simplified with their lives. I absolutely love her recipes that she gives and stuff like that. And so please follow her there. All of her um, links will be in the show notes. And as for me, you can connect with me on Instagram at Project Amy or Life on My Terms podcast or feel free to send me an email at any time at info at personalbestcoaching.net. And if you do have a podcast episode topic you'd like to hear or a guest you'd like to have, please go to the website, amymongata.com. You will see Life on My Terms podcast and you can submit your topics there. Um, in the meantime, you got to live your life on your terms. So get out there and figure out what is that next step for you and get after it. I'll catch you next time.